0: This is Roland Sandoval, you're listening to Texas Music Spotlight, and I'm Director of Bands at Sandra Dale O'Connor High School. I also serve on the State Board of Directors for the Texas Bandmasters Association.
1: Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julia. Hello and welcome to the tech this is Music Spotlight. Welcome to my segment of the show, the TMS Musicos. My name is Julian, and first off, I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, all the past episodes we put together for you guys. Uh, my son and I, Jules the Human, I want to give a shout-out to the people from other countries listening to the podcast, from Canada, the United Kingdom, Mexico, Australia, Japan, the Netherlands, and South Africa. Can you believe that people are listening from all those different countries and more? I just to get a chance to over all the different countries that we have in our stats here thank you guys for listening thank you guys from uh here in the u.s and san antonio texas everywhere uh we appreciate you guys listening don't forget to like and review the podcast on your favorite podcast app uh just give us a five star and give us a short rating uh we may we may uh say your comments on on the air you never know i know jules the human does it uh if you want to hear your comment or hear your name said, uh, be sure to leave a comment and with that five-star review. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. I do my segments of the show on um, Facebook Live. So if you want to find us on Facebook Live, and and you'll hear me talk to some of the people in the Facebook Live room uh, during my interview. If you want to find us on Facebook, just do a search for Texas Music Spotlight with a big yellow circle with a microphone, or you can find us at Facebook at Texas Music Pod. We're also on Twitter at Texas Music Pod on Instagram, at Texas Music Podcast. So be sure to find us on your favorite social media connection and like us and be sure to catch us on Facebook Live when I do my segments. Uh, I know Jules the Human does some of his stuff on Facebook Live too. So go to the page, like it. Pocus, whatever you want to do on there. Uh today we're talking to a dear old friend of mine, Roland Sandoval. He is the head band director over at O'Connor High School. O'Connor High School has won nineteen consecutive sleepstakes and if I'm correct, they've been they've only been open for about twenty years. Uh Roland has been the head band director for there for about fourteen years. Uh, he's done an amazing job. Uh this year alone they have over 400 kids can you believe that trying to maintain that congrats to the his team out there and all the directors over at O'Connor high school for all the good work they do for the students and the kids uh, and keeping the arts alive in the school system we talked to Roland about how he got started in music what his first instrument was and believe it or not what the what his goal was when he first started playing what song he really wanted to learn uh you gotta listen to it pretty crazy and not crazy I mean it, I, I see it okay but it's still weird because he's a rival his school is a rival of my school anyway uh, <laughs> if you're a, a fan of Tejano music we get to hear about what uh, Tejano band he actually went to high school with and believe it or not they didn't play in high school band shirtless I'll give you that clue but you gotta listen uh, some of the band camps he attended while in high school, his first paid gig with uh, Infinity and how he got that gig, his work with the SeaWorld uh, Band uh, the the first year, the San Antonio SeaWorld Band when they first opened, uh, his first teaching gig in Kingsville and the apartment. Oh, you got You got to listen. He's got some cool stories out there. It was so much fun to catch up with Roland and I hadn't seen him in, in some time and I know he's doing some great work out there. Uh, many thanks to him and his team out there who who are doing such a great job. Uh, Here's my interview with Mr. Roland Sandoval. Roland Sandoval uh of course the band director for O'Connor High School and and we're going to get to that and all that stuff later uh I personally like to find out where everybody came from because I think everybody has a story uh in their in their start sure I mean you know uh and in telling somebody else's story I end up telling my story as well as a musician what was your first uh I guess introduction to music And did you have family that played
0: actually no you know uh um, I uh don't have musicians in the family and uh my brother is seven years older than i am and so when he went to high school um he uh had some great friends who were incredible musicians uh at edison high school right and uh one of them was named uh, david kniper and uh david had perfect pitch and uh was arranging since he was in middle school and, uh, my brother was class president and he was vice president of the class, but also in the Edison band. So, uh, I would hang out with my brother's friends uh-huh. and David would come over. How old were you about that? Uh, I was in like late elementary about so, to get seven ins- or eight. Yeah. Right. And, uh, that's when I first, you know, started hearing a really gifted musician and, uh, he went on, believe it or not, uh, he went on to Southwest Texas And then he got his master's at uh, Texas Tech um, and is one of the major arrangers for Hollywood now. Really? And uh, does some pretty um, big soundtracks and things like that. And also original compositions and major symphonies have played his work. So David ended up being a a rock star in, in our world. But he was the first musician that I thought, oh, you know, that's pretty cool you know (laughs) Uh, and uh, and what did he play uh, he played uh, low brass, but he was also an amazing piano player. Okay. And um, we had a piano in our house. I don't but know nobody what, played. No, yeah. I don't know why we had a piano. <laughs>
1: no. You know what? I think, oh, back, oh, was, I'm thinking back, my grandparents had an organ and nobody really played. Yeah,
0: I don't know why. it was. You know, I never asked that question. Like, why do we have a piano? In this I guess, you know, my dad found it or something and picked it up. or
1: And liked the idea of having yeah. a musical instrument in the house. Right? Yeah.
0: And what David would come over and play... And that's when I, you know, I said I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And then just hanging out with, you know, those guys. And then there's a great mu- family in in San Antonio, the Bernal family. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Charlie Bernal yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, Robert Bernal mm-hmm. is a really also great musician that was in my brother's class, and uh, so he was another person to come hang out, and, and uh, you know, that whole
1: family. And so at this age, you're like, man, I want to yeah one day i want to do that yeah. is that, is that what it was yeah, yeah
0: sure you know and what yeah. is, what is, what was in your head do you remember like i wanted to play one? the edison fight song i think that was the, <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> I wanted, so, that was my goal at the time like you know I, and i didn't i didn't have any anything else other than those musicians who'd come over and jam and and david would come over and play classical music on our our horribly out of tune piano and things like that so you know when my brother graduated and I was entering middle school and you know it was a no brainer. I was like, Okay, mom, I'm gonna be in band and started middle school. So band. is that when you picked up the sax? Uh actually I started on clarinet. Really? Yeah. And uh, I was a clarinet player all the way through high school and um uh, so
1: Through high school you didn't play sax No, I
0: didn't. I didn't not till uh my uh junior year, uh when they needed somebody in jazz uh, oh, and, okay. And so I went, Oh, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. Okay, anyway.
1: well going going back to the clarinet, was it your choice or you, you they they threw it at you? No. I was that, throwing no, the instrument on me. Yeah,
0: no, I didn't have a choice, you know, and yeah. I just went with it and of course you know, uh it wasn't the cool thing either. Oh my gosh. You well I, yeah, well I was telling Adrian
1: <laughs> earlier, it's like he played trumpet, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to play. But I've always been a big guy. And I was like, they said, oh, we need baritone players. You got, you're a big guy. You can play baritone. That's yeah. why I got stuck with baritone. Yeah,
0: I don't know how I got, ended up with a clarinet in my hand. But I got pretty good at it. And at the time, you know, we had this really, uh, I didn't realize at the time, a really gifted middle school band director named Richard Luderis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was uh, really great at what he did, especially for inner city kids and uh the band was really strong uh at that time what man. middle school is this woodier middle school Whittier. yeah and he did a great great job with us and i didn't realize it until years later now that i look back and i went you know yeah that was a good start for for us and for me and and all that so was
1: well, that that's one of the reasons i wanted to have you and i'm, I'm gonna reveal i know i, I kind of threw something out at you I was like there's a reason I want you on here you know and I think you bringing up this point is part of that reason uh most musicians professional musicians uh their first introduction to music is through the band program uh it's through the middle school program and high school program with the band directors and how important that is to a musician uh I I always look back at my directors Mr. Hernandez and Horseman and then uh, Mr. Rosales at Jefferson you know they were Amazing directors and they, and as hard as Rosales was, which he was very hard on us, there was a reason for it, you mm-hmm. know. But it, it's the 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 band director is so key in in making sure finding those individuals who get it, mm-hmm. you know, because not, not everybody's going to take music for the rest of their lives, right, you know. But there's yeah, a right. there's always a select few, and and a good director will find that and harness it and and help them along the way. And sure. how important that is for yeah. any musician, the starting point, even if it's a baritone mm-hmm. horn that Right, that I didn't want to play yeah. but I was stuck playing and then tuba in high school so
0: yeah you know and when we went to high school we weren't we, we, we probably weren't very strong fundamentally uh, it was a weird transition the middle school program was really strong the high school program was not probably if you look at it in the big picture of things but it was still nurturing and it was still yeah. taught us to be good citizens right. and, and there's yeah. some amazing musicians that yeah. came out of that high school you know that that to this day are still doing amazing Go ahead. things. What
1: high school was it?
0: It was Edison. It was Yeah. yeah. You finally got to play that fight song, <laughs> yeah, right? I did. <laughs> I did. You know they like like you say amazing musicians. Like you know, I graduated with John Lopez and he's the uh, a, a professor of uh, Latin studies, music studies at Texas State University. Wow. And so he runs the salsa band and the mariachi program and but for years he was the the percussion marching percussion and percussion professor and we graduated together and i sat next to uh, lee and mike Villarreal. yeah were, yeah were in band with me from the uh the great accordion player mike See, now i forgot their, their desperados but yeah, at the
1: time when they first the test, out, two babes. They test two babes <laughs> yeah yeah they, shirtless <laughs> yeah
0: i was that wasn't me so they were in band <laughs> <laughs> i take my shirt off and they would be
1: like <laughs> <laughs> so they were in band with you <laughs> they were in
0: band they sat next you know mike and i graduated together so we played uh uh next to each other and of course when i switched to saxophone mike was, did, did a, mike play, was a great saxophone and did lee they,
1: did they play shirtless in high school too
0: yeah they did all the time <laughs> and lee was a badass drummer player you'd never you know i guess that you'd never think that you know like right. uh you know and uh, pj of course was on a, a great drummer and you know that was the type of kids that were around just amazing musicians all around you you know you just didn't realize
1: right and even even at Jeff, the same the same kind of deal. We had guys. Well, Selena's Chris. You know, a lot of people don't know he actually played in band. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to say what he played because he probably wouldn't like me to say it. <laughs> but he did play in band. And we had the, a lot of the mariachis uh, from yeah, uh, the Rosales brothers. The Rosales and, brothers with the Campanas. A lot of the guys uh, were from there. Oh yeah, Roland, uh, Roland San Miguel. Uh, Rudy Rudy played went on to play bass for La Mafia, and Chris went with Selena. And this is a lot of great musicians came out of that that whole era over here in. The, the yeah. west side of, of town sure at the you
0: know and you and in it, it a lot of it is because we every day we were taught you know discipline and responsibility and accountability right along with you know music so we had music in our lives every day even even though if maybe the product as i look back now for me at least wasn't fantastic it was still something that uh helped me every day have a passion for for what we do in music you know
1: right uh, everybody on facebook rafael gabriel gabriel pintor uh, richard Props adam gilbert welcome if you have any questions for roland he's the band director for o'connor high school you're more than welcome to ask questions in facebook and thanks all those people who are watching on facebook live so you go into high school as a clarinet player i mean is what what do you Thinking beyond that, are you thinking? I knew I wasn't going to get any chicks. That's for sure. <laughs> a, Wait,
0: but don't not on clarinet.
1: Well, don't, don't chicks play clarinet too? Yeah, like well, there's, yeah. there's always that, right? Yeah,
0: there it was. That. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't my goal. <laughs> It wasn't a, it wasn't a saxophone mindset till later you go, Oh, okay,
1: I, now I know That's why That's cooler than this. <laughs> now, yeah.
0: now I know why I switched.
1: <laughs> but did you have an idea that you that that music was gonna be a career for you, or was it just kind of No, like- not
0: not at that point,
1: you know. Uh, but you know what I
0: did start to realize is that I was probably pretty good at it, you know? Uh and and I know this is like uh this you're taking me back like flash I
1: know, know, flashback,
0: I know. but You know, like in in eighth grade, I got the, uh, they called it the, um, I I don't remember what it's called. It was like the Bandmaster Award. So they picked one eighth grader as the Outstanding Musician. And so, you know, those kind of accolades started happening, you know, and chair placements and region band auditions. Finishing those are the high, best. those are the best, okay. yeah, you know, so you know you start competing and you go, "Hey, okay, and then you know you go to individual contests and you know there's success there, and you go, hmm, you know there's i I guess I'm getting good at this, you know i I don't know, and but they, I don't think, as far as like career, like hey, I want to be a professional musician or I want to be a teacher and teach this, not at that point, I think as the years progressed in in high school. Uh, our directors changed uh, assistant okay. directors and they were young and enthusiastic and they're the ones who kind of started talking about you know this is a good career you know and you're good at this um, and try to expose and This is, I think is something we do now also is, is create a comprehensive program so hey why don't you try this or you know we do have jazz play, right. some, play some jazz you know you're a cl- good clarinet player why don't you try saxophone and play some jazz? You know, and make yourself even more. Now, in um, high school, were you? Uh, what music were you into? Uh, you know, I think I was typical hair band. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Poison, uh, Mother Crew. Yeah, we're yeah, about it, the same it, age, right, Roland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll tell the we'll tell the beach story later. Oh. <laughs> That's a whole We'll get to that point, I guess. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're, we uh, we are so, we are we're in the '80s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah mid '80s, and so uh, also, you know, I listened to uh, at the time. Also, you know. We, quinceaneras were big so you know liberty band
1: right and, and bandango
0: and Mons- but- yeah there was a group called monsanto also mm-hmm. i think yeah and of course patsy torres oh my uh, god you know
1: you weren't a musician unless you played with patsy <laughs> one right. time in your life. or
0: danced to her at, a, at the prom <laughs> you know so you know all those all those people were and then, you know and then i was there with with the via, via brothers and and uh, they they already had a family conjunto, and so they play. So all they it. had it back in, in
1: high school. Yeah, they at they time? Yeah, because oh. their
0: dad was actually in the group at the time. This is before oh, okay. they really created their own thing. So they'd play all the church festivals that I'd go to, right. you know, and with with all the with all our friends and stuff. So, you know, there was all that too. So yeah, I mean, and then started listening to jazz. You know, when we were in high school, uh, they had San Antonio district. Started hiring this r- artists in residence, and they hired this th- an incredible retired band director from Texas A and I Kingsville named uh, Joseph Bellema, Doctor mm-hmm. Joseph. Bellema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. And, and they actually named the whole fine arts facility down there at that university for him. And he used to play with Glenn Miller, and I you remember name it. him. Yeah, yeah. He played with all these incredible players, and so he was the first one who. came and said, all right, let me talk to you about jazz and and would tell us stories. And then, of course, uh, he started a jazz festival in San Antonio ISD at Jefferson, and he would bring Maynard Ferguson down I don't remember that. Was I there? I don't know. I I may have been high or something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, so we would go down. That was the first time that I heard a musician, like a world-class musician. You know, and at the time, Maynard's band was all North Texas grads and one o'clock alum. And so, you know, that's the first time I heard that live in in an artist like that, a world-class artist uh, like that, live and in person. And that, when when I started doing that kind of stuff, you go, oh, man, you know, I want to do that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I want to do that. And uh, whether it's get teach that or, or do that. And so that was about my junior year. Then I started going to camps and stuff like that. You weren't
1: gigging or anything, right? You weren't no. actually playing out or anything. You were still just doing the high school band yeah. and whatever the, the, yeah, I was, whatever the program allowed, you know, yeah, and that's, gave you.
0: Right, yeah. And it would, like I said, it wasn't very strong. So, but I, what I started doing is going to camps and stuff, you know, and that was those young directors going, you need to go to the. You need to go to a band camp. You need, you know, you need those to,
1: those young directors and their big dreams. <laughs> yeah, <funny. laughs>
0: you know. So that's what I started doing, you know. And then when, then when you go to those kind of situations, you start playing with really better musicians because those are the kids that, you know, want to do it over the summer. You know, extra stuff and, right. and the social aspect of it also, and so kind of ex- started. Doing that kind of stuff. So, essentially, and,
1: you went to band camps.
0: Yeah, I did, but, uh, you know, I
1: hear. never
0: had the, the joy of what happened in American Pie, you know. It's a good thing you didn't play flute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I was like, every time I see that, I'm like, that didn't happen in band camp, man. Uh, you know, at least not the ones I went to. Yeah, I went been, to the wrong band camp. should have went to ours. One of those summers. <laughs> uh, go ahead. So, you know, so I, I know, I, you know, that's the one thing I regret, though, is not. Pursuing that part, even in college, because uh, I went to, then I went, you know, went to a small college first. I went to Texas Lutheran right. and singing uh, and I didn't, I still didn't really pursue that part of it, you know. The Like Making money. Oh, you making know? money. Yeah. About, like or or, about partying and- or <laughs> trying to get with other musicians, you know, that, that were out there doing cool stuff like that, And but that's a whole other journey that took me to start playing live in front of people, you know, that's
1: a whole other. Yeah, I mean. Go ahead, drink. <laughs> you keep opening it. Go ahead, drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry about the time. But I, I understand uh, the the whole process of, and what, like I said, having you on here was talking about you know the importance of a director, uh, any director. My my big influence was Mr. Rosales, my high, high school no, band director, because sure. he was so hard on us. And I was telling Adrian earlier today that you know he would have a cigarette and a coffee in his hand. I remember he yeah. would just yell in your face. And Those are- Not me. The other <laughs> yeah. kid. I was a good kid. I mean, well- I was a good kid as much as I could be but he was he would yell in your face and it, and he would say God well you're doing it wrong and this and that and you can just smell the coffee and cigarettes yeah. in your face it's like oh my times God. have changed yeah you can't yeah. you can't drink coffee anymore <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs> <laughs> those are the good old days man
1: <laughs> so you've had directors influence you over the years absolutely and, and, and yeah and, so you started playing sax in your junior year because of the jazz band. At this point, you're already, you've already you already been exposed to some of the jazz stuff, some of the jazz programs. Yeah. The transition to saxophone, was that it was fairly easy, right? The same oh. embouchure, same yeah. type of deal. Upper register fingering, yeah, so, so uh, it makes life easy. Did it? Did you say, oh, man, I'm a cool kid now. You, yeah. You be able to yeah. play. And did you keep going after that with sax and drop the clarinet?
0: Yeah, I did. I did. And then when, when I decided to be a music major, uh, I I said, well, I'm going to do saxophone because now I can do jazz and, you know, I can, uh, you know, the classical end of what saxophone had to offer, you know, right. I thought was going to be a good variety for me. And I, I enjoyed it more, really, in the big picture of things. And,
1: uh, so, so when you went to college, you went as a, as a sax player? yeah. And did you have a, did you still not have an idea of what, as, as a director, you went to college as a director thinking that? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I was thinking as a teacher.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm just gonna, you know, learn to be a comprehensive teacher, you know, through saxophone. Also, I'd be able to teach jazz, be more marketable, that kind of thing, you know. And um, but still didn't pursue like playing professionally, you know. That was a whole another journey. Actually, it happened in a, in a weird way. Is my cousin was getting married. This is always an interesting story, right? Like how how did you end up playing making money doing this right. uh my my cousin was getting married and the band was infinity the you know variety band you know that was around all those years and and i was like well i i called the guy up i said well, hey you got a card you know the band's gonna play i want to play at your wedding so i called him up and said you called like, rick up yeah i thing. called rick up and i was like hey uh you know you don't know me and i'm a music major and I've always wanted to play in a band, but can I can I play (laughs) you know some songs at the wedding, you know? (laughs) know? And he said, Yeah, sure. And I sat in
1: He charted stuff out too, right? Yeah, it was
0: all written. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was he already had sax parts. Yeah, at the time it wasn't he didn't have uh saxophones in the band, it was the The Portillo brothers. The Portillo brothers. You're right, yeah, the great trumpet family in town. We're, the, we're in the section. And James Morales, who also plays around a lot. Um, and so I sat in, and he liked the sax sound. He said, Hey, you want to stay? You know, uh, we play a lot. And. And you can make some money for college. And I was like.
1: Wait, yeah. Did he say we play a lot? And then we don't pay. We don't pay a whole lot. But we play <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot. Exactly. Yeah.
0: At the time, shit, you know, like $30 was like, holy shit. I you got, know, I got gas. $30 some tacos. I am in. And then I'm, I get to eat their food. I, you know what I discovered as a musician? This is the worst thing is that if you wear a tuxedo to a wedding, you can eat all their food oh yeah because they think you're their cousin yeah yeah unless it's hey, a boy. unless it's a galvacho wedding and then it's like
1: well, who's that Mexican over there is he the help eating our food <laughs> shouldn't he <laughs> S- be serving us sitting at the table <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take you one step back when I was a senior in high school I was a part of the the first year that SeaWorld opened I was a part of the oh, SeaWorld my band oh and I think that's the first time I met you, even though we didn't talk much because you were you were a director or whatever. So you, we kept that oh my director okay. relationship at a distance. And I met you afterwards further. But uh, what where were you in?
0: Oh, that's okay. Yeah, see, you're bringing this is like all I've been coming back. So uh, my toward the last couple of years um, of my college, so I had transferred right. I transferred to San Antonio so I could play with rick at with infinity band Mm -hmm. um and make money then i realized you know also utsa had a larger program and offered a little more I thought from an educational standpoint as far as band is concerned so i transferred in the last couple of years as i was approaching my senior year um the department of entertainment at sea world contacted ut san antonio looking for uh kids who are about to finish who um had a strong educational background that we're going to be band directors uh, that would like to intern with the Department of Edu- of Entertainment at SeaWorld. Right. Because they were going to put together this first ever, basically, all-state marching band right? where talented kids from every city in Texas would come back and, um, and we would put the group together and then we were going to promote the park before it opened. So uh, we would... Travel all over the country, and and uh, the funding was just outrageous. Really? Yeah, because SeaWorld actually opened with a company named Hardcore brason Jovanovic. Right, right. Where the original owners were a, a, a book company. I was gonna say it's a publishing company. Yeah, right? and and they had outrageous amounts of money. Uh, so we actually like I and you of course were selected. You know, every every uh, district allowed a certain group of kids to be uh selected it wasn't even an audition it was a hand picked band like who's the best of the best you're going to send them to us and, and these are these are how many amount of kids you get to send to us you didn't have to pay anything. You're gonna get fed. Oh, yeah. oh, You're gonna yeah. get rehearsed. I had it. a blast. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna fly the kids yeah. from Dallas and El Paso and Houston yeah. and Laredo. We
1: went to Chicago.
0: Yes, and we to, yeah. and then we'd stay in four star hotels mm-hmm. and we audition the best arrangers in the country. arranged for the band. Uh, the designers they had a uniform. It was insane.
1: That was I think that was the coolest thing because they had an overlay. So you still wore your, yeah. your school uniform, but the overlay was all white, and I thought it was. It looked. And I wish I, I. don't know where that picture is, but I have the full band picture, and it looked cool because you had the white, and you could still see their school yeah. colors underneath it. Right yeah, name.
0: it was it was amazing uh, opportunity for everybody, and it lasted several seasons. So
1: who was the director? Uh,
0: uh, well, uh, Al Stercio. Stercio, there you go. Yeah, the you know the legendary uh, educator here in San Antonio, and then Scott McDonald was. -hmm. also left teaching so he could do that. And then along with that we had uh all uh about three U T San Antonio interns, which that was me. Mm -hmm. And um got to work with everybody and we were also did the logistics behind it and worked for the Department of Entertainment and and that led and so we traveled oh yeah. So you were in that that's where we first met and that's where We traveled all over the country. And so you were in one group that traveled, like, to Chicago, but that band went to San Diego for that parade. They went to the Cotton Bowl parade, performed at the Cotton Bowl. I
1: did a few things. I didn't didn't go to San Diego. I went to Chicago. You probably did did the Cotton Bowl. I think we did the Cotton Bowl, yeah. So that
0: that was, you know, that was amazing. That's when we got to see, like, you know, uh, um, oh gosh, who was the Dallas Cowboy quarterback? Oh my gosh.
1: Staubach? No, no, no. Aikman? Aikman,
0: yeah, was the. He was still at UCLA. We were at that game when didn't we do, uh, Aikman was playing. So it was stuff like that we got to see. And we were on the field.
1: Didn't we do a college game with the Army and Notre Dame or something like that? No,
0: that was the Cotton Bowl. That was, one, bowl. That was one of the Cotton oh, Bowls okay. we did. Okay. We did a UCLA. We did the Cotton Bowl several seasons. So this was before the park even opened. So we, right. would, we would travel all over the country. It was insane promoting SeaWorld. You know, saying "Hey, SeaWorld San Antonio is going to open up," and
1: yeah. and I remember, did you get a? They gave us a pass to be able to to go to the grounds before yeah. it even opened. Yeah, I was all hot shit with my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, hey, let's, let's go to SeaWorld before it opens and walk around yeah. There. yeah, it's it was awesome, man. What a great gig! And that gig says so that
0: gig. When, so we're talking about being a musician. That gig led to me actually playing at the park, uh, really. And uh, uh, that was that was where my eyes went. Oh, okay, I'm a, you know. A, uh, a uh, big fish in a small pond right now because all these, what they did is ended up hiring this all-star collegiate band and they had to hire some token person from San Antonio, <laughs> you know? So, since <laughs> Why I, not be me? Right? Yeah, so it might <laughs> as well be me because actually, well, I doubled because, you know, I played clarinet and saxophone and they had these... See, there you go. They had these little classical quartets in that little pretty park. Okay, yeah. Where, where we
1: used to walk through at the gardens. Yeah, and that, yeah. yeah. And
0: so they, all the saxophone players all doubled. They had to double. So you had to play clarinet. So we played like clarinet, Mozart, a la Chinga, <laughs> you know. And all the, these classical players. Yeah. So here we are playing all that in the park. So, But everybody was like from Eastman School of Music and, <laughs> you know, the Manhattan School and UCLA and USC and Indiana University. Wow. All these. And the lead trumpet player was Craig Morris, who ended up being the principal trumpet in the Chicago Symphony. You know, the greatest brass section in the world wow. was in the World Band, <laughs> you know, and all these incredible musicians, you know, and so they were the ones like, you're a pendejo, you know, like, <laughs> what on earth how did you get this gig, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm the Mexican that used to <laughs> used to travel with the band, so, I, you know, they like me. Kind so, of a big deal. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, but they're the ones who went like, no, no, this is how you practice. This is how you. Oh, really? You know, this is how you do it. This is, you know, you're practicing the wrong things. You know, you're not doing that. And, and at the time, UTSA didn't have a very strong jazz program. Well, you know, they were good players, but it wasn't. They had a lot of turnover with professors and stuff right right so I actually had a different professor every year teaching jazz so it wasn't consistent at UTSA at the time it's better now of course if we're with Adrian there it's gonna be awesome uh, but at the time it was like oh man you know uh, they're the ones who took me under the wing those great players and and said all right this is how you do it and I got as a direct result you know become a became a better musician and a better teacher because all that I was able to you know, eventually, that's what I teach my kids, you know, is the, the great things that their professors taught them. And,
1: well, there you go. You Thanks, you world.
0: Yeah, exactly. Thanks, exactly. you world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh so, okay, <laughs> this goes, you said at the beginning, like, what's about your voice? You know, I was like, well, okay, so here's another story. So Doesn't he
1: have a great voice for, yeah, oh, well, for the, on no, the mic?
0: No. So, I was, so how did I, so they said, we need someone to be the MC at Ski Lake. And no. Yes. And everybody's, you know, so that we had... An audition like in the band and they said okay who's gonna do it and and they picked me to do it so they started training like hey guys and gals you know (laughs) coming
1: up to the ramp there you go yeah
0: i was that guy really for Uh, how long were you doing that i did it for three seasons
1: what because i remember seeing that
0: (laughs) that was me man i was you know guys and gals here's jennifer from (laughs) california skiing up right now (laughs) Right. That was me though. Yeah. I didn't I never knew that. Yeah. That's crazy. I was skinny and good looking at the time. So you behind know. The, but yeah. But el- in the Elvis <laughs> you know, Elvis wig and all that. Yeah, so that that led to that, you know. So I I, I so that's how I put myself through college with Seaworld. And it's funny, I, I wouldn't bring, I wasn't even gonna bring that up, but yeah. <laughs> you brought it up. So, yeah. They, I, I, Have it, you thought
1: about a career in, in voice? <laughs> no.
0: you've got a great, like, a radio voice. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I announced at the football games. That's my
1: claim to oh, yeah. glory right now. And now, the O'Connor <laughs> High School marching band. Yeah. and We're going to get to that. I want to talk. Okay. So, you're going through college. You're, you're gigging with Infinity. You're making money. Yeah. Uh, you come back to San Antonio, and you're playing with Infinity. uh Infinity. Uh-huh. What, um, is, is that the extent of your gigging back then? Well, in the you high know, school? I mean, you're still,
0: no, you know, we used to do also, uh, I used to sit in with other groups, you know, I, I got to play with other groups and I don't remember all their names, unfortunately, but probably the, the best group was like bandango. So
1: I, you, you know. did play with bandango.
0: Yeah. For, okay. I'd, I'd sit in on, right. a, on occasion. It wasn't a lot. And, um, then I started playing in, uh, George DeRocher and. Those great guys with the San Antonio Jazz Orchestra, uh, I get a chance to sit in with them. You know, the now they play at the Blue Star every. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a live jazz group every every Tuesday there, um, but you know, so I would on occasion get a chance to sit in with them on second tenor or something, you know, and uh, and so all those experiences, you know, all those incredible musicians now, and then I started to realize, man, I got to hang out with. People like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's how you learn, and that's how you be great.
1: You you can be educated, but when you get in the 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 street part of it, it's like there's a lot more to it than than what they show you in school. Oh yeah, yeah. And and there's so many amazing musicians,
0: you know. And and you know they they come out of the woodwork. You know, you 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 show up at a gig and you go, who the hell is that guy? (laughs) What the hell you, you know, like well, yeah, like what? I'm put uh, my sacks away. Man. I am <laughs> <laughs> like, holy cow! What on earth? You know? And you're like, what? Are you, who are you? You know? Like, oh, I sell insurance. You know? I'm like, <laughs> what? You know? I, I
1: have to plug this because I, 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 I talked about it with Adrian. I talked about it with Steve Roth too. uh There's a jam session out at Santa's on the East Side. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. Y- you need to go. Okay. It's What's it called? Santas, Santa? like Santa
0: Claus. Santas. Really? Yeah. Okay, I have never heard of
1: it. It's sketchy. Okay. But <laughs> once you're in there, it's the most amazing experience. I, I, wow. I sat uh, Albert, Albert Garcia, who who runs that jam session on Sunday nights. I play with him with Groove Doc, with the Groove Doctors, for several years. And he said, "Hey man, Steve Roth can't make it. Can you come on jam with us?" So yeah, man, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not a big jazzer guy. I said, "But I." I I can wing it. I can fake it. You know, fake my whole life I've been faking it. So I went over there. There's a jam session and it's the first time in many years that I came home to my wife, to my wife said, oh my God, I had so much fun. Well, that's I had, awesome. I had never, I hadn't had that feeling in so long because it was just so much fun. not just because, you know, just playing the tunes but just listening to, to these amazing cats that were there. Mm-hmm. And the second part of it was the people that were there were there to hear the music. Mm-hmm. They were actively attentive to what you were doing and appreciative. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... They're not talking, yeah. all that crap. Right, and it's, it's cool because that, that setup there was, you know, the the band plays for like an hour and they play their tunes, whatever. Then they break to eat. They have a little buffet there and everybody, you know, and they all they all go dressed up real nice and they get their food, they eat, and the second half is a jam session. And all the musicians are waiting. they got their you know saxes, drummers, and their bass really? players, and they come. And then the second half is just jam. Amazing, amazing. Um, that's why I, I I always go back to that because I really had a good time there. And if you ever get a chance to go to Santa's on a Sunday evening, do it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh,
0: I have never really met in San Antonio. I haven't, I haven't met a lot of musicians that aren't willing to share Right. That's the cool thing. You know, there every now and then you come across a cat who's like, Who are you? you know, or whatever, but yeah, the shit re- don't stink and yeah, come it's
1: everybody shit stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: but most of the time, you know, especially as a teacher, everybody's so uh willing to give information, you know. Uh although I'd like to see and I, I say this every now and then to some musicians like uh Hey, you want to keep the art form alive, you got to give back a little bit, you know. Right. Uh, every now and then, you know, also, you know, I I need people to, for my kids to hear things. Just like right. I heard when I was in high school, I heard Maynard Ferguson. Although, you know, in San Antonio now there's more opportunities to go out and hear live music than there right. was 10 years ago. It's still, sometimes I want to bring people in and go, hey man, you know, can you come play for the kids or something? And they're like, yeah, 50 bucks. I'm like, no man, no, no, no. No, no, I didn't, I didn't say money. <laughs> You know, I just need. I want the kids to know that you know that you're out there, and you know. Right. So come, come sit in every now and then.
1: I, I would. Fine. I've. I've uh, I'm actually. I may do something with a school here in town, and just go speak. Just tell my side of the story. You yeah. know I mean? So I'm. I'm I want to get into more of that and do stuff like that because I think it's important to see. You know, I I did professional music professionally for 30 some odd years. Yeah. And that was sure hard. Yeah, that was. You know, sure. It wasn't easy. It was. And art, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I'd like to. Uh, I don't mind sharing that. Even when I had my students and I was teaching privately, I'd always tell them stories about this or watch out for this, watch out for this, and it's right depending on what road you go. Uh, George DeRocher says hi, all right, on Facebook Live. Do you know George DeRocher? Absolutely, yeah, right.
0: that's what i are talking about. San Antonio Jazz Orchestra, oh, okay, great musician. Hey, George,
1: <laughs> thanks for listening. So, yeah, so yeah, and, and they're. I wish more musicians would do that. And a lot of times it's just time, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I realize that. I realize that. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, when I, you know, people complain, well, you know, I invite my music friends to come see me play, but they never come out. And I was like, I get it though. When you're not playing, I, I don't want to be going to see somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be home or, you know, I, I, I get it. But I think more more people should give back. There's a lot of independent schools and a lot of schools like yourselves that, that would love to have you go talk and talk about their experiences with music. Sure so your first teaching gig once you get where where do you go
0: uh, I went to Kingsville, texas really yeah, that was my first first job, so it was like, high school or oh you mean teaching out of oh, oh yeah, just- teaching. out of college yeah, yeah yeah, so yeah, so um uh i
1: was it I, a high school or middle school uh, both oh yeah, okay yeah. it was okay. a
0: fant- fantastic program there in Kingsville. Um, and, uh, I'd met the director of bands at a band camp, uh, that I taught, yeah, there you go back <laughs> to band camp. And, uh, so, um, uh, I was like his, uh, uh, associate. So I was kind of in charge of helping him, the, the band that he was in charge of at the camp, the one he was conducting. Mm-hmm. I was the logistics guy behind it, the gopher guy behind, uh, the camp. So he remembered me and kept in touch with me through my final years of college and as soon as he found out that i was graduating he said hey i have an opening you want to come down and interview for the for the uh for the position and and so i luck i lucked into it it was all you know and sometimes it it works sometimes it doesn't
1: so you straight out of college you pretty much just went over there
0: yeah i just went I just, i went drove down there one day and did the interview and he offered me the job, and and it was a no brainer because it was a fantastic band program down there, and that's that's where that's where it started. and The team was amazing. He had a huge staff of really talented teachers that are now a lot of them are are leaders in our field. You know, uh, they're past vice presidents of you know Texas Music Educators Association, their mm-hmm. division, and uh, the honor band winners and finalists and state marching finalists all those guys that i taught with down there in kingsville all ended up being master teachers and so man what a wealth of knowledge for a first year teacher i was like, right. oh man i'm around really smart people you know <laughs> and you know so that was very lucky there you how know? long were you there uh, well actually just a year because well this is also an interesting story so i was engaged when i went down there and so my wife future wife was uh was, was like okay I'll go down and help you get an apartment well there's only two apartments in Kingsville either a naval aviator lived there or a drunk college student lived there so we went down, and uh, so we're looking for apartments, right? Because she's gonna, we're gonna get married in December from uh-huh. that year. I don't know if you want to hear this story. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I go in, and I'm like, uh, all right. So the first apartment we go to, you know, it's like orange shag carpeting, nice, and, and you know, feces on the wall. And, you know, well, that's free, right? <laughs> <Yeah. It's actually laughs> yeah. no charge yeah. for the feces. And, and She looks at me like, uh, I ain't living here. You're crazy, <laughs> you know. So, so it was like one apartment after another like that. And then, so here's the final straw. So we go to the last apartment and and the manager opens the door and she goes, now you have to use your imagination. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) So we go in and there's no fucking door on the refrigerator. (laughs) You know, there's no door. The refrigerator is on and there's no door on it. And so she looks at me like, do I imagine that there's a door on the refrigerator? (laughs) And I was like, all right, so we lived in Corpus, you know? so we went to Corpus, and I drove to Kingsville every day, uh, so she could have a nice apartment. Of course, you know that's logical.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so you have to
0: have imagination. Yeah. So yeah. how am shit gonna be cool, lady? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm that, keep my bologna cold. Yeah. That's that's a, that was it's like that's something you know we've married. Now. 27 years we always tell that like uh you know do you, can you imagine that there's a door on that refrigerator i'll never forget that line so like awesome, okay man. we're not gonna live in kingsville <laughs> and uh so not
1: knocking anybody in kingsville i'm sure they have nice, <laughs> oh, no i'm sure they have nice apartments no. now
0: I, yeah now they do But i mean in the 1990 that was a different story I'm so sure that,
1: that refrigerator has a door now <laughs>
0: And, uh, so I only taught that year. So, but cause, uh, ended up, she got a great job offer here in town. And so I, I couldn't find a gig though. So I worked at radio. I was the worst radio shack salesman in the world. And, really? Yeah. Cause I don't speak Spanish too. And everybody radio shack at the time, you know, all the Mexican nationals would come in and they, you know, they'd, yeah, he's brown. I'll talk yeah, to him. They, were the, they all said, you know, I was the only, everybody else was a gavacho in there. So I'd go in and I'd be like, yeah, they'll, you know, I'd be like, uh, I don't know (laughs) know, what ah ah right (laughs) ah ah batteries (laughs) you know uh, can you
1: point to what you want just point here here's a catalog (laughs)
0: exactly so but then I got a job at a small town in Hondo Texas okay and that was another great band you know another great small town band and I taught with a fantastic teacher there and um, learned a lot the kids are fantastic Uh, In that town. And it was a great tradition of band in that city for years, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, You know, sweepstakes is a big statement in the UIL arena, right? And the band had earned 25 consecutive sweepstakes when I got there. And um, one of the longest streaks in Texas. No, it was like 33 sweepstakes in a row. And uh, like since the start of UIL, they would earned first divisions. And so just a, you know, great parents and kids and administration and i i stayed there for you know three years as much as i could because i drove from san antonio i was gonna
1: ask you if you got an apartment in? yeah no no, sure. no i don't know
0: how i ended up you know and i i you know i got like 25 tickets <laughs> <laughs> you know it got to the point where it was like mr sandoval you know, you're not gonna have insurance <laughs> i i got a, a ticket because i was the band director you know he looked at my id and he's like the deputy you know he's like are you the band director? And I went, Yes. Thinking
1: thinking it's gonna help you, right? Yeah, no, well, it did. No, 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 it did.
0: it did. It was like, Hey, I went to the Christmas concert. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, All right. <laughs> You know, yeah i got off because i was the band director and he's like hey man you gotta not speed you know I'm like, yes sir yeah. I like, that band it. that band's good thank you thank you very much that's why i speed so i gotta get there <laughs> and right. try to teach these yeah, kids yeah exactly and i was like man you miss <laughs> making me miss marching band right now <laughs> there's priorities so uh yeah so ended up in hondo and then then finally lucked it out came to north side isd at john jay and spent four years there and Uh, also great group of kids and talented musicians came out of there while I was there another great band program great tradition and um, and then when O'Connor opened uh, I actually interviewed for the head band director position and um, was a finalist for that and uh, What, what year was this this was 1998 wow and, uh, so, uh, they offered it to, uh, Wallace Deroff and, uh, the principal said, Hey, you're, you're a great candidate. You did a great job. Wally likes you a lot too. Uh, why don't you come aboard as, as the assistant? And man, it was a no brainer also. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, this is, a uh, going to be a, a, a dream job in a great community. Also, you know, I in not and, uh, uh, it was kind of like their school. Right. And, um, we we're going to have kids from fantastic programs at Marshall High School, Taft High School, Clark High School. All all those kids uh, came to O'Connor that were hello kids and and it's been a, a great twenty year ride. Believe it or not, twenty years at O'Connor is that the
1: year that it opened? Yeah. Mhm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a, a brand new program, brand new, and you're you're stuck yeah. in the middle of that whole. Field, yeah, we were building the, it basically.
0: Yeah, we we put every stand together, every instrument. <laughs> I've seen it every. You know, we we walked in the man hall when it was under construction. So for, yeah, for for it's been a twenty year ride, and it's it's from the. No, when
1: did you you were, you came in as assistant? Yeah, when did you take over?
0: Um, six years after we were together, six years, and then he retired, and so. Uh, I guess now it's 14 years as head director. Wow. Uh-huh. So it's been a.
1: I've seen some of the stuff you've done. I've seen some of the programs, your your efforts in, in teaching these kids. And it's. I am totally impressed with what you've done with those kids. Oh, thank uh, you. I've seen the programs. Like I said, I've seen all the work you do. Uh, I imagine you're going to be one of those directors that they, those kids look back upon as just as we did. We look upon our directors that taught us and. Uh, I congratulate you for a long run there, and oh, the program you. that you guys have built there, and, and that has to do with also the staff that you had that, oh, sure. that you have with you. Yeah. Which George Garza just joined us too. Hello, George. Hey, awesome. <laughs> we won't talk about George. Though, yeah. But... Well, there, no, there's a, there's another great
0: <laughs> Jefferson alum that that you played with. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what we're talking about. You know, all these fantastic musicians that came out of the schools programs. You know, and don't get me wrong. There's there's you know we've all come across those legends that you know kind of just you know like i did a gig at the Tobin center um this uh uh spring that was all the great 50s and 60s 70s mm-hmm. san antonio musicians you know um uh, that uh sang at the uh, uh the that social club uh, on the west side of town that they had and and they and they, they brought back all these uh, great legends you oh, okay. know okay San Antonio musicians. that probably, although a lot of them were in school programs. You know, some of them were. You know, they just grew up in that. But a lot of the great musicians we have in the city did come through school music programs.
1: Oh yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm trying. I was trying to think of musicians who maybe didn't go that way. I'm sure there's a lot of musicians like that. But the majority of them do come from band programs and uh-huh. and, and even exposure to jazz. You know, Chris Bettis was in a jazz band. You know, he, right. I'm sure he didn't like it, but he was in there because he got to play his <laughs> right, guitar. You right. know, major seven, Chris,
0: major seven,
1: dominant seven, dominant Henry Zimmerly's is here. Great musical history, thank you, Henry. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, so why did you bring George on? I mean, not, because I know him. Well, how long? Is- <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about George. I'm yeah, gonna, uh,
0: yeah. So this is awesome. You know, so uh, I uh, I met George uh, uh, way back when uh, when he was uh, in in college. Uh, and and then he ended up actually student teaching with me and Chuck Young at John Jay. So when he graduated from Southwest Texas, you know we you have to go through a mentorship uh, right. teach, student teaching program. So he student taught with us at uh, John Jay, and uh, and then went on to uh, a fantastic band program at Hayes Independent School District near Austin. And boy, he just just did some fast fantastic work there, uh, and. Uh, the program grew so fast at O'Connor that uh, they had to add another director. Uh, so we were one of the first programs that had three directors in the in the city, really. And it was a no brainer for us. Uh, I I taught woodwinds and, uh, and you had a brass guy, brass guy, and so man, who, who are we going to get for percussion? And of course, since George Student taught with us, we we're like, man, this, this is a no brainer. He's doing fantastic work at Hayes. We're going to bring him aboard. So he's you know he's been with us almost the full ride also so wow. O'Connor's been open 20 years he's been with us 17, 17 years so
1: How many directors do you have many So we're the largest
0: program in the city so we're very fortunate we have four band directors at O'Connor
1: under you or with you?
0: With Well, there's four of us. I mean, Including Included. me. Including so there's four me. total. Yeah. there's. So you three. got
1: woodwinds, brass, drum, and, and we, the other and, guy. And
0: we have a high brass, low brass. So okay. Wesley Perkins teaches high brass, and we hired a, a young cat. And Wesley's been with us 14 years. Okay. With so George, just to
1: right? give them props, you got Wesley, uh, George, and...
0: Jaime Ramos teaches okay. low brass. And, and the, we're all band directors. You know, right, teach, we right, teach. right. Yeah, we teach everything. Just, but you
1: have a strong point, and that's just... Yeah, so anybody. it's
0: like a system, you know. It's a great system that we feel like gives our kids uh, a lot of attention. And so, uh, yeah, so as a direct result of being the largest program, we have probably the largest staff in the city. And
1: um, Talking about O'Connor, how big is, is the program right now? How many students do you have?
0: We see next, next school year we're probably going to see looks like anyway between 420 to 430 kids every day in the in the band program so it's
1: uh, we're real blessed that we have yeah my cast of that's thousands a, That's a 100 to 1 ratio. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a 100 to 1 ratio right with four directors give or take you know. Yeah. Yeah. Holy so, moly. Yeah
0: and it's a it's so great pr- How do you how do you manage
1: that? I mean it's just amazing.
0: Well, you know that's goes back to you know having a system in place that we feel you know so we, uh, we're very rare we we talk about this all the time as far as uh, when you look at the staff uh, it's very rare that uh we that we've stayed together this long you know cuz uh you know everybody uh has uh, uh you know uh, although officially there's only one head director unfortunately uh, really, we're all head directors, you know, because right. it's a true team effort. But all, you know, and they, uh, all those guys could be head directors at any school that, right. that they they wanted to be. But the, uh, because of the system is in place, and and we were truly team teach, um, you know, we've been able to stay together longer than I think any team that I've heard of, and especially in, in San Antonio. There's some teams like in smaller cities that have stayed. Well, together Well, that's a, a long credit time.
1: to you as well to be able to to keep a team together. It's like keeping a band together. I mean, it's if it has a shitty system, gonna, people are going to leave. They're going to yeah. have turnover and stuff like that. But when you, have, you you set a good example and set a good, a good like you said a good plan and, and everything works the way it's supposed to work, then why, why would you have a turnover? You yeah, know what I mean, so I, sure. I, it's a credit to you guys and the other directors as well who, who put in the time to yeah. to, to deal with four hundred kids. It's
0: yeah. amazing. And as also you know, we also have you know there's a system there for parents, the parent support and boosters and. Then we've had great administrators that go, hey, you know, band's important to us. So like scheduling. And yeah, that's the other thing is, that, is is yeah.
1: the school is, I'm I'm assuming, is very much yes. for the program because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, some, some no. districts, some, some school districts and school, schools don't appreciate.
0: No, I, I agree. You know, like so like when you look at jazz, for instance, at O'Connor, we have two jazz groups and we have about 60 kids. Alone in two jazz classes. That's very rare. But it's because the counselors work with our kids to stay in jazz as long as they can. And so, you know, when you look at other schools, you go, man, when do you do jazz? Well, I do jazz, you know, Wednesday afternoons right. for two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, we do jazz every day, you know, for and we've had incredible musicians come out of there as a direct result. But that's something we can offer because, it's because the administration goes, you know, I see that you guys have a passion for that and your kids have a passion for that. So let's make sure that the schedule is going to work, and then they work with the kids taking, you know, online courses, summer school classes, so they wow. can be in jazz all four years. And so it's a team. It you know it's a team effort well, all yeah, the way around.
1: I was going to say it's it's got to be a team effort with the school as well because if it's not just four guys, it's making sure that the system, the school itself, supports you guys as well. Right. It's a big deal. Um, Olivia Perez, O'Connor Band, the best. Hello, Rudy <laughs> Perez. Hello, Charles Harrison. Victor George, where you say? How did George to say George? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, how do you uh, how do you find time for yourself? That's so many kids, man. Oh yeah,
0: you know uh, uh, that's a that's a that's a struggle. <laughs> 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 you know, it, uh, I'm always tired. No, I, I think uh, I think it's just uh, you know I'm blessed also at home. You know that supportive wife oh yeah you know and my kids right i have one son and he he uh he goes to private school long story uh but it it fits him real well and uh and as a direct result uh because they're so supportive and and they've also made this band like a journey too so like on friday nights you know they they've always come to up until the time he got to high school they came to every football game so they'd hang out with us with us and me and you know, when when the O'Connor band travels, you know, I'll pay to have them travel with us. And, and uh, so they go everywhere with us as well. So, you know, the, the the business side of what I do, they've been willing to jump on board and go, okay, look, if, you know, I we realize how much time that's going to take, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to hang with you. You know, we're going to go. And if do
1: that's a time that I get that I. And yeah, be able they to hang have, with you, then I'm going to do it. Right? Yeah,
0: so otherwise, you know, we may not see each other, you know, right. on on weekends and stuff. So they'll, you know, they'll be there at the marching contest. They'll come and do that kind of stuff, and they'll come to performances and all that. And so, and then, you know, and when we can, we'll, you know, if we do during the summer. We'll, you know, we do travel and we we'll try to do some stuff. And very we,
1: important for any musician to have a supporting wife. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm blessed as well. That you know, even though my wife came in. Uh, when I was in the latter part of my music career, she still supported everything, and still does continue to whatever I do. Is I got a gig, it's all right, Well, I can't make it. Right. You know, for, yeah, and for they
0: see, they see you know I'm blessed, and we you know we are because that's not always the case. Where they see the passion, I guess, and like what you do, and uh, like uh, I'm uh, real lucky that way, and I think a lot of us are lucky that way that have people that uh, uh, are willing to go look. I see you're you know this is. Um, It's your career. You know, it is your career. And I guess it's not any different than being a lawyer at the office or a doctor in the emergency room or a chef who has to cook every single night, you know, all night long at at gyms, you know. (laughs) Uh, So it's not any different. You go, man, that's your career. And then I'm going to try to find a way to support that and and also not miss out on what you do, you know. And then also, you know, our team is great because we all have kids. Uh, with the exception of Jaime, who had just brought aboard, you know, but you know, we also are, are willing to go, you know. Oh yeah, you know, don't worry, I got you covered, you know. Someone gets sick, I got you covered. Don't worry, or or um, you know, I'm. Uh, you got a you family know, event? Yeah, oh, don't worry, go, yeah, go you do that. You know, my kid's got a you know performance or you know a bike nah, bike oh, rodeo oh, or right oh, you know. Yeah. You know, so you go, God, oh, I got you covered. You know, we're, we're, we're also, you know, that's the g- great thing about also, you know, you have to be willing to do that on the business side also and go, yeah, man, there's more to this also than the highly competitive, you know, band thing we're doing. Because it
1: is It's awesome very cover. competitive. I want to touch base on that too because you guys have won awards. Yeah. What are you, tell
0: me about some of the awards you guys have won. Well, the, you know, the band's, uh, um, of course, uh, nine. Nineteen consecutive sweepstakes, uh UIL so the bands always uh, you know, earn first divisions at everything we've done in regard to concert and marching and uh jazz and the the jazz is performed at festivals throughout the state and uh, like this spring they were featured at Taste of New Orleans. They were the only high school group, non professional group to be featured at Fiesta's Taste of New Orleans. We've done the San Antonio Jazz Alive, you know, so uh, as far as high school kids, it's pretty awesome that they get those opportunities. And then the right. marching band has been real successful. They've, uh, made, uh, the state marching contest four times and, um, been an area champion and a lot of festival success. Also, uh, I, I
1: can't even imagine the logistics of moving 400 plus. Oh, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> we have an 18 wheeler and two trailers. <laughs>
0: Holy shit! Our own eighteen wheeler, yeah, that, that that's crazy. that gets loaded and now you live.
1: have four hundred plus students. Do you march all of them?
0: Uh, well, no. Uh, we we march three fifty. Okay, yeah. So it's but it's like you know that's a college. It's a college band. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, if you see UT and you see O'Connor side by side, they they kind of look the same. And you do all size. the routines, right? I have up until last year. <laughs> yeah. So last year I I gave it up. Well, let me. Uh, so I actually started a business of designing shows for high school bands. I think I've seen that, yeah. So uh and uh I, I felt like I got to the O'Connor band to a certain point and I'm like, oh, okay and, and this as a staff we went, yeah, you know, uh, we've had a lot of success, but there's there is there is another level. And uh, so I handed it over last year to uh, someone who was comfortable designing in that arena. If you're familiar with like Drum Corps International, yeah. the Blue Devils are are uh consistently one of the great drum of the world and so he's on their staff that took over the design element of really? what we do uh so we now have him do it but up until last year yeah i i actually wrote the show that the design the drill design and all that kind of so stuff it gives
1: you a little more time to-
0: yeah and well and i started another business I <laughs> oh, said. There you go. Well- so now i'm doing shows for smaller bands and that's uh, another
1: and you're also judging and, and traveling and so you you stay very active in the community and i see yeah. that so uh I hate to use the word kudos, but kudos to you for, um, for all the work you do for the students, oh, and and, nice. I, and I get it. I mean, you you're asked to do all this stuff and judge and 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 give critiques to different bands, and that's I know it doesn't always pay, right? I mean, I'm sure you don't get paid to judge, do you? Yeah, yeah. sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's but for a, the most part, it's because you enjoy sure doing. That I'm always wanting to
0: give. Yeah, it, it's important. Uh, I think it's an important part of. Uh, What we do, right? We talk about musicians and sharing and that's how, that's, you know, like we talk about go back to SeaWorld where those guys went, what the (laughs) hell, right? I'll never forget that. Like, you know, uh, his name was Edwin Parker, incredible musician. I don't don't know if you ever came across him. He went to Eastman and the Manhattan School. Of music and he was
1: so he's the guy who told you that
0: he was yeah, he was the lead alto you at Sea World.
1: You're just gonna call him out like that, yeah. I oh, am yeah. because <laughs> because no, because he was awesome,
0: man. And his brother Alex is now the jazz professor at Baylor University. He was, ever, he ever was in, in, in the band also.
1: Do you ever run into this guy?
0: yeah i do he was the did you were telling about this no i do. he was the he ended up being the director of jazz studies at trinity university and now well, he,
1: roland i've got him on the line here yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was one like
0: what are you you know like he'd sit next to me like let shake his head like oh my god you know, he yeah. probably doesn't
1: even remember it and no. it's like stuck in your head right yeah. The whole
0: time. yeah but you know uh i that's when you realize man if people are willing to help you and you don't deserve it you know that's pretty cool. You know, like they didn't have to do that to me. They didn't have to go. They just would let me suck. You know, <laughs> and just not that I I, I don't suck now because I do. Cause I don't practice, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But at least they at the time they were like, man, this is what you got to do get good. You know, because you're not good, right? Now. Let me help you. <laughs> you know, let me make you get better, and do these things get better, be a better musician. And so as a band director, I think I have that same mode. I, I hope I do. Like, hey, let me let me do something that I can let me help you. You know, if you're if you're willing to listen to me and right. take my experience, I I'll, I'll be glad to help you anytime. Uh, some people are real open to that and then you know some aren't, which is fine, you know.
1: What do you got going on now? You still playing live? You still doing gigs?
0: Yeah, we're playing hey, I'm going to put a plug like a plug. Yeah, Sam, plug. What do you, <laughs> oh, got, what do you got coming up? We're is, playing at well,
1: Old West Burgers on <laughs> Tomorrow. Well, this won't come out. Well, anybody oh. watching the Facebook Live will
0: <laughs> be able to see that. Okay, so uh, 6 to 8 at Old West Burgers, out right on 46 and 281. So we have a, a variety band called Road Trip. Uh-huh. It's all made up of music teachers. Nice. And uh, it's a horn section of uh, great players. John Rickman plays trumpet. He's a band director. And Bernie and Rick Ruiz played with a lot of folks, uh, Paul Elizondo and right, uh, right. all those great guys on saxophone and chris esparza plays a lot of salsa groups plays trombone and then the lead lead singers from band director from clark lead guitar players also played with everybody Uh, he's a band director warren and george garza plays drums and so it's it's a and joe cortez freak piano player uh from that great cortez family Mm -hmm. uh plays uh piano so anyway yeah so we we but because we're band directors we we can't play, like, in right. the fall. Like, we can't get a gig in the fall. But, well, it's a 10-piece band. We'll go out and wow, play. and it's pretty big. And uh, George deroster plays bass in it. So, uh, those are, that's what we do. And it's all arranged, like, all the 70s, 80s horn band stuff, like Tower of Power and Casey and the Sunshine Band, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Nice. So, we do that. And, available
1: for quinceaneras and...
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I know, uh yeah, and so it's it's been you know, so I do that, and every now and then i'll I'll be able to sit in with you know santone San jazz which some very rare now, but and uh um, you know, so that's that's the kind of stuff i'm I'm doing now if I get a chance to play ever that's that's who I'll play with do you
1: ever still pick up the clarinet?
0: Yeah, for my kids. <laughs> you know, and it's bad because, cause, you know, I've, I've got a lot of gifted musicians at O'Connor, so most of them play better than me, you know? <laughs> so I don't do it a lot. You know, like there's a kid, like we've had some great saxophone players come through the program. Uh, Adam Carrillo, he plays out at Jazz Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, incredible musician. And then we've just had a kid who just graduated named Brendan Frederick, who's a freak also. And, and you know, they come along and you go, okay, I'm not going to play. <laughs> cuz these kids are freaks man you Let's know put my down. yeah you know I was you're like pretty, all right i you're i mean right. yeah i'm like man i don't want to play around these kids here <laughs> they're really good but every now and then yeah uh
1: congratulations on your su- success with the O'Connor band thank you so much for doing the podcast man i i oh, i my really honor. appreciate this it this was
0: cool so this is and like I, flashback city <laughs> awesome.
1: and i appreciate you all the stuff you do for the students for the young kids uh i i i, I get it because I used to teach privately, nothing on a scale like you guys. That's just way too many kids for me. But <laughs> to all your directors at O'Connor and as well as the school system there at O'Connor for supporting you guys and for supporting the arts, uh, that's uh, a great thing you guys are doing. I hope it reflects with other districts and other schools to follow suit awesome. uh, with, with the stuff you do. Yeah,
0: and I think you'll see uh, all around you, in San Antonio look all around you and you say, yeah you know you're right those kids came through uh, a music teacher of some kind whether it was elementary music or choir or uh, you know the mariachi kids that came through the orchestras or mariachi programs or the jazzers uh, they all were somewhere probably impacted by some music teacher along the way so it's pretty awesome yeah
1: congratulations thanks thank you so much brother sure thing for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, TexasMusicSpotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown.